Welcome to On Route to Wealth, a show where those who haven't always been included in the finance world lean in and have open money conversations. We talk about building wealth so that we can live our dream lives, support our family by breaking generational patterns and creating generational wealth, and use our money to do good in the world. When good people have money, good things happen. We believe everyone has their own unique definition of what wealth means to them, and it's based on each person's dreams, desires, and values. Achieving true wealth is a holistic process that goes beyond just making money and incorporates nurturing your mindset and relationship to money and elevating the energy that you feel around your money. I'm your host, Christy Runzer. I'm so happy you're here, my love. Now let's press play on the episode. We're back for another episode of the On Route to Wealth podcast. Today I have Emma Kaufman. She believes that your sparkle is your unique essence. It makes you you. Emma holds space for you to ignite your authentic sparkle by guiding you to discover what you want to do, dreaming, and how to get there through a clear strategy of practical, intentional steps, the doing. In her one-on-one sessions, this looks like creating a sparkle-informed strategy to guide individual clients to gain confidence in their unique abilities and discover a clear pathway to achieve their personal and professional goals. Emma's also currently pursuing her master's in applied psychology at USC, which she blends with her training in intuition medicine, if I could speak, that'd be lovely, and human design to fully support corporate teams and individual clients. Oh, so interesting. I didn't know you were also into human design. Hi, Emma. Welcome. Hi, Christy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you on and just to chat all the things. I'm already getting a million things I want to talk about through through your bio. So have you been into human design for a little while or... I have, you know, it's funny. I think right before the pandemic, it sort of found me. I feel like human design finds you when you're ready to kind of like explore a new way of living. And I've always been into astrology. And so it just kind of felt like the natural progression of just exploring, you know, what is it? I'm a man gen. So what does it mean to be a manifesting generator? And like, what does that look like in the world? So I kind of just dove in and got trained and certified. And now I help others kind of explore that world too, which was really fun. Oh, cool. I'm a manifester. So we share some of that manifester energy. I love that. You're the initiator. Yes, exactly. Which sometimes feels weird because uh, my strengths aren't necessarily in doing and executing all the time. And I can see that because (laughs) I don't love always being the executor. So that's definitely a struggle is like once the ideas come birthing them into the world. (laughs) Well, it's almost like you're just meant to have the ideas and you find other people to like birth them like a surrogate idea maker. Yes. I have been really focusing on growing team and and support around me this year. And I can see the the growth and the difference in not doing it all by myself. Mm-hmm. Human design can be a really fun tool to explore. What should you be doing in corporate? What gives you energy and move away from those things? Like you said, of the doing that maybe drains you a little bit. So you just focus on what's easy. Yeah, for sure. So is that part of the coaching that you do? Like you'll find someone's human design type and kind of tailor it based on that. 
Yeah. So some clients love it. They're all in. They're like, I want this woven into my sessions. And other clients prefer just to kind of do more of the strategy and more of that kind of intuitive deep dive without it. Mm -hmm. But I always find it really fun because it gives you just another tool, right? In your toolkit, another lens from which you can view your unique value add, the way that you move through the world, even your leadership style or the way you should be marketing your business. I think there's so many fun nuggets that you can pull from human design that will feed into that really clear, actionable strategy that we make. It just gives you more clarity, which is always a good thing, right? For sure. Yeah. I'm always a fan of, of another tool and just like different types of things. I, and I'm into astrology as well. I've been starting to learn more about it recently and, uh, you know, have had a reading on my birth chart and all that fun stuff. So of that. That's so fun. It's funny that you mentioned that I've recently started doing a little bit, not a ton, but a little bit in the corporate world of astrology, just helping people figure out, Mm. okay, you're this type of boss and you report to a cancer and this is how they interact. So it's just so fun to see, I don't know, different perspectives. I just love all the tools that you can get. Yeah. That's so exciting. And I bet in corporate, that's a whole new world. (laughs) Whole new frontier. We're like diving into this like whole new area that hasn't been explored. (laughs) I love it. So how did you come to starting your business? Like, how did you get to where you are now? Great question. So a few years ago, I actually moved originally from San Francisco and I moved to Atlanta for a job opportunity. And it was within that role that I kind of realized, okay, something's not quite right. I'm not feeling like myself. I'm feeling really burnt out. I'm feeling really depressed. And it was actually my partner who was like, you know, that people come to you for advice all day long. You should really just start charging them. And so I just started like sitting with that. I didn't do anything with it for a little bit, but I started sitting with that. And I was like, you're right. People do come to me for all kinds of advice. How do I negotiate a raise? What do I want to be doing in life? Can you help me with this crisis? And so over time, as I started transitioning into the consulting world in corporate, I also sort of parallel paths started my own business to really offer people that intuitive guidance that I didn't really see. I saw a lot of like, here's your traditional career strategy. Here's your traditional life coach. But I didn't really see a blend of that science sparkle and strategy that I kind of bring to the world. And so I just decided, why not start Emma Evolving and give people what they want, especially during the pandemic? Mm, I love that. And I resonate a lot with that, too. I love kind of bringing together the practical you know, strategy of your finances and your financial planning, but also considering you as a human with feelings and emotions and your mindset and just really looking at that whole picture. And it sounds like you've, you've really kind of brought the two sides together, the practical, the strategic, and then just kind of like, I don't know what what the word is, but I think of it as just like people as people, like human beings. The human first element that I think probably in the work that you do and the work that I do with corporate clients, it's just not quite there, right? It's like, we all learn this way of being through society, our own stories that we learned, our own conditioning. And it's almost time to unpack that and become a human first and unlearn some of those habits that have brought us here. Mm, Yeah, that's been a big lesson that I've kind of been really leaning into recently is I'm a human first and foremost. And then, you know, I'm a business owner, but I've always really had my identity tied up in my business. So I'm trying to really create that clean separation and prioritize human me first. Yes. And don't you find that makes you a better business owner when you do that? 100%. And I'm sure you see that with your clients and and yourself as well. Totally. I think 
the more, and I think that's why I focus on just figuring out like, what brings you joy? What do you love? What's authentic to you? Because if you bring that, you know, those people who walk into your room and you're like that person, I feel good around them. They have brought a new energy to the world. It's the difference of almost like emitting your own energy and spreading that joy versus just like absorbing or reacting to what's already there. Mm, Yeah. And I love that you really guide people to find what they want and what's going to bring them joy. I was sharing a little bit before we hit record. I see a lot when I'm with my clients, we're at the vision crafting phase. We're setting their goals. We're talking about what they want to do with their money. What's the purpose of their money? What's their vision for their life, for their business? And a lot of times what can come up is different things getting in the way of them really tapping into what it is that they want. So for example, there might be the shoulds. I should want this, or it could be the thought of like, well, I want this, but this is probably what's realistic. So let's do this. Or then the other piece that comes up is um, like other people's opinions. And like, this is what my dad says I'm supposed to do, or this is what my parents expect of me. So it's, it can be tough for some folks folks to really tap into like what it is that I want and letting that be as big as it needs to be, letting other people out of it and and just kind of canceling out the noise around that. So I'd love to kind of hear just what that's looked like in your business and with your clients and how you help people really tune in and tap into like what it is that they actually want. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's such a powerful topic for anyone, whether you're managing your finances, whether you're figuring out your profession, whatever it is, it's so important to realize one is humans. And we almost have this like sixth sense. There's probably more than six with all the intuition and everything that we have going on, but it's really about tapping into like what's already there. It's like, there's this wealth of knowledge within you. There's this inner wisdom and inner guidance that is living within you. And when you access that, you get this whole open perspective. So it's really seeing, okay, this is the society I live in. This is maybe what I was told, maybe what I thought the shoulds that you were talking about and moving more into, well, what is it that my body's telling me? Is this environment good for me? Does this bring me joy? And really sort of tapping into that innate wisdom that we all have access to, even though we haven't been taught. It's like learning a new memory, a muscle to learn that muscle memory almost. Mm, Yeah. And I think a lot of us before maybe diving into doing the work, you know, do not have access to that innate wisdom, right? Why is that? Why do we naturally seem to have that shut off? You know, and this is just my opinion, right? There could be lots of reasons, but I feel like as children, we're very open, right? We have all of these different things going on around us. We're almost like in a different brain state. I feel like we're in a different world. And as we grow up, I feel like we take on other burdens or we have traumas as we go through life as humans. And so as those things start to pile up, And living in a society that rewards the productivity, the masculine energy of like doing, producing, all of that sort of gets lost. And this wisdom that we have inside of us almost gets put on the back burner and we stop listening to what we are kind of our gut instincts are telling us. And we go with what we think is right, or we use kind of that mental state. So I think it just kind of gets lost along the way, which is not surprising given the world we live in. Yeah, I agree. That's kind of how I think about it too. And it's interesting now being a mom and seeing my daughter 
just how, yeah, I don't know. It's so interesting looking at these young beings who have not yet been <laughs> conditioned by yeah. the world and society and just how they move and, and act and the way they're able to tap into their body and their wisdom and just knowing exactly what they want. And so I definitely resonate with that. And I remember even being in elementary school and feeling this sense of freedom and, you know, just the most like me I've probably ever felt. And I'm getting back to that, but I'm like, who was that girl? And like, how did I become somebody who, as you spoke, you spoke to hustle culture, right? Like society rewarding masculinity and and productivity. A lot of that has taken over for me over the years. So yeah, I resonate with that deeply for sure. It's almost like we're all learning how to return to that childlike state of joy and wonder and excitement because you can have that more in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So have you seen that with any of your clients, like being able to return to that state? And what has that looked like? Give us some examples if we're struggling with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I think it looks different for every person, but I think the biggest thing that happens in our work is once someone has clarity and almost like the permission to explore, like it doesn't mean that you like completely transition or you completely, you know, change your life overnight, but just that first step of like exploring and thinking, do I like this? Does this resonate with me? Am I enjoying this work? Am I enjoying the life that I've created for myself and getting that clarity that you can have a goal or dream up something and then turn it into a reality. It's almost like this aha light bulb moment that goes off. It's like the sparkle returns. The essence of that person is like back in the body. So it's almost like a, at least for me as the space holder, it's almost like this spark in the eye that comes back when people are realizing I have a choice to create a life in my own boundaries and my own rules, and I'm not going to get fired or abandoned because I um, change them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What if people don't know what they want, even like they don't know what that joy looks like for them? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think a lot of people come to me and they have no idea. They're like, I'm at a crossroads. I know I don't want this, but I don't know what it is that I do want. So a lot of my work is kind of helping people find those puzzle pieces and clarify what it is that they do want. So some people come to me strictly for career and then it kind of morphs into other things. And some people come to me for life and then it it all starts to like blend together, which is why I sort of offer the career guidance and the life guidance. You might find this in your work too, Mm -hmm. but I think once people, sorry, there's something in my eye as I'm trying to, (laughs) you're like, get this, get this thing out, (laughs) get this thing out so I can say my point. Um, I lost my train of thought. Will you remind me of the question? Yeah. I was just asking like, if people don't know what they want, like yes, what, what that looks like. And, and you were saying that um, a lot of people do come to you not knowing yep. what they yep. want. Thank you. Thank you, Christy. Something gets in your eye and you just, <laughs> you just that body. We were talking about the, the body wisdom. It's like a the disruptor. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I think when people come and they don't know what they want, it's baby steps. It's starting to just pull in little moments of joy so that we can take those things that feel draining. Because I think once you feel the joy or you feel what you like, you can start to say, okay, this is what I don't like. So you can really create those clear boundaries of like, this is a yes, and this is a no. And then learning how your body is responding to those things in the moment. Mm -hmm. Is part of it also developing like fun and hobbies and like mm-hmm. outside of work. 
Fun is one of my core values, whether it's in my own business or just in life. If you're not having fun, then why are we doing it? Right. I mean, there are going to be parts of life that aren't fun. We all know that there are things that are going to be, you know, tough on us. There are learning lessons. But if the goal of the day isn't to have fun or to laugh or to connect with people and just be your human self, then what are we doing? Right. That's not fun to me. So it's really about. And the joy can come from work or it can come from other things. It's learning what maybe people love having meaningful conversations. Does that mean you kind of switch your career path? Does that mean that you start connecting with people outside of work and developing a new hobby around that, right? It can be as simple as like, I love speaking to people or I love drawing, like whatever it is, you can create from that. And I feel like creativity is that expression of that inner wisdom starting to shine through, which is beautiful to see. Yeah, I love that. So for, for fun, do you have things that you like to do? Tell me me how you have fun. Of course. And I'd love to hear the same from you. So for me, the things I love to do is baking. I've always been a baker. I've always had a big sweet tooth, but lately I've been baking a lot of like gluten-free sweet treats and just kind of like exploring. So I love to cook. I love to eat. I love baking. Um, I also love creating like not creating in the sense of art, but like I make little beaded necklaces or like, I just love creating things and doing crafty type things where I just kind of get to explore and respond to the world around me. Oh yeah. I love that. That's been something I've been wanting to do more is um, just like crafts, just like something with your hands. I feel like that activates a different part of the brain too, when you can like really do something with your hands. Yeah. That could be great for you and your daughter too. I'm sure she's at that age. Yeah, we have been starting to do some more some more craft type stuff. And I've been learning to tap more into fun through her as well. So that's been helpful because there was a lot of time where it was just like work and <laughs> that, that was it. Um, I, I feel like I'm still discovering that as well. Uh, I love like, I like doing things like activities, like going outside. Yep. Um and doing like a hike or, um, I love being around the water. I don't live around the water, but that's always fun for me to like go to the beach. That's my happy place. Um, I love a good, like reality TV binge. It's kind of a guilty pleasure. (laughs) Me too. All the way. I should have mentioned that. I love reality TV. Sometimes I feel guilty about doing that because I'm like, this isn't like, but whatever, I get to decide, right? (laughs) Yeah. And we all deserve a break, right? Whatever that break looks like. There's no shame. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I like learning. Like I've been kind of diving into astrology and um, I love just like doing like sessions with coaches or like, you know, getting an astrology reading or a tarot reading or just like reading a good book. So kind of ran and I like um doing like workout classes that's kind of hard in COVID age because it's like I used to go to them all the time and now now I don't do that quite as much but meditating I don't know if that's if that's fun or if that's more like (laughs) I should mention that too I love meditating that's a great hobby it's a it's a good skill to learn yeah I'm glad you asked me because I was like I don't know what I do for fun that's why I wanted to ask you but 
There's, yeah. th- there's things in there. There's things. You know how you thought of things just by like opening up the conversation? Like sometimes that's all you need is someone to be like, well, let's stop and think about like, what do you love? And sometimes all you need is someone to open that door for you. Yeah. You know, you spoke about being the space holder and that's such a beautiful role to play is you can kind of be that person to ask the questions and listen totally. and, and help people really bring it out. Yeah. And you probably see this in your work as well, but I think when you give people the tools, you like teach them to fish, then they have those skills for life, right? It's not like some one framework. It's not Emma's way that I'm teaching you. It's your way that I'm helping you uncover as the guide, which you probably feel the same as people like achieve their own goals financially. A hundred percent. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, when we set up some of that more practical stuff, it's like, like you mentioned, it's like, they have that for life. And, and that's an, a beautiful skill to carry through for, you know, cause I see a lot of people too, who are coming to it maybe later in the game, like, Oh, I wish I did this earlier. And so it's just nice to, to have the tools and to be able to pull them out when the time is right. Completely agree. You got to have the tools. Mm-hmm. I'm all about the tools. I got my tool belt on. <laughs> it's full of all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I love that. It's a great analogy. That's amazing. So yeah, you really start with kind of like helping people figure out what they want. And then you also kind of combine that with the the strategy, the practical steps that people take. So what's that usually look like? Like where are people kind of struggling in terms of implementing and what are you working through with clients there? Yeah. It's really interesting too, like this strategy piece that I offer because a lot of times, and you know, I've been to therapy in my life. I don't know if you've had clients. I mean, maybe it's a little different for your work, but I'll have people who have come to me and they're like, you know, I've tried therapy and I just, I need someone to help me figure out what to do. Like, it's great to talk about my feelings. It's great to look at those behavioral patterns and understand the way that I am. What do I do to get the future that I want? And I almost feel like that's a missing link of someone to just be like, here are the options, which one resonates with you. Great. We've chosen this option. Let's go do that. Here are the steps to get there. So I think it's really about giving people like a step-by-step, almost instruction manual. It's like, here's your dream and here's how we're going to do it so that you can marry that dreaming and doing together. So it's not vague and it's not overwhelming anymore. You know exactly what you're going to do. Yes. Our, our work has a lot of parallels. It's so funny. I think so. I do. We're doing at the core the same thing, but with different aspects of someone's life. 100%. Yeah. You're kind of more in like the career and just like life arena. And then I'm in finances. Yeah. We need all of it though. You got to have your finances and your career in life, you know, discovered. Totally. Yeah. I really believe in a holistic approach to, you know, I guess the bigger picture is like really like living your dream life, like living a life that, that you love, that brings you joy, that is maybe outside of the traditional box and societal norms of what you're supposed to live like or what your life's supposed and like taking charge and creating your own life. And, and I believe in doing that through a holistic approach, money is one part of that, but so is career and life and health and your environment and your relationships and all of that beautiful stuff. So I love, yeah, I just love the work that you do because it really, um, you know, kind of goes into some of those other categories that are super important and necessary. If you're somebody who is trying to really take charge and create a life that, that you love, that's a little bit, a little bit outside the box as well. 
Totally. Well, what's great about what you said is as humans, I think we're all a little outside the box, right? Like you start mm-hmm. to learn as you dive into this work, like there are no rules. Obviously there's laws, like there's legal things, but there aren't really <laughs> rules in terms of how you do something. It's the what that we can clarify and how that's up to you. There are no rules. I totally agree. It's like people seem to be following these quote unquote rules and they come from society, the patriarchy. And it's like, who said these are rules? Like, what are these actually like, no, these aren't actually rules. We don't have to follow this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's part of the beauty of really learning. Okay. There's this like unconscious tape player in my head, but like, I don't have to play that tape. Like it's been playing. Maybe I was born with it. Maybe I inherited some of it, but like I can change this tape and do something else because who made those rules? Why do they matter for me? Yeah. Do you see that with clients a lot where they're kind of like, you're needing to kind of change the tape, if you will? (laughs) Well, I think whenever you're stuck, there's something that has to get right. Like if we're not getting to where we want to be, there's either a story, there's just something in your life, whether it's energetic or physical, that's stopping you from getting there. So it's really about unpacking. Okay. Well, what, aren't you where you are? Like what got you here isn't going to get you to the next step. So what do we need to change? What do we need to like retrain or rework and rewire in your brain to get there? And I think that's why I was so interested in going back to school to, you know, learn more about psychology, right? It's this beautiful blend of science and strategy. So you have that, like, here's how the brain works. I've got the information for you there. Here's how you make decisions. Now let's put that human side into it and figure out how you do that as a human. Mm, Yeah. Super cool. How's it been going back to school? You know, I am loving it. I never thought that I would be back in school. I, you know, it's all virtual. I'm in Atlanta. It's, you know, in California. And it's so wonderful to be able to have a program that supports my own creativity. And you get to really specialize in like, what is it within the psychological and the organizational psychology world that you love? What Mm -hmm. piques your interest? That's kind of what you do your research on. So it's been wonderful, kind of like what I do. It's like, here's the framework. You go do how you want to do it. Oh, cool. I love that. So I was yeah. like, I feel like if I had to go back to school, I would, <laughs> I would like, hate it, but <laughs> no, I'm having a lot of fun. I have really creative assignments, a lot of thinking how people behave, why they are the way they are. And maybe that's just because I'm a nerd and I like that kind of stuff and it fits into my world. So maybe that's why it's fun for me. No, I love that type of stuff. I find that so fascinating. I think that's part of my fascination with reality TV is like, why are people like behaving in this way? Like, it's so, I'm so curious about it. Same. I'm like, what choices did you make? I need to know more. (laughs) Please tell me your life story. (laughs) Exactly. I love that. We're humans. We're curious about how we work and it can be really empowering to know, okay, this is how I'm wired. Now I can reprogram and make it my own. Mm, yeah, totally. That's so fascinating. I could see why you love being back at school. And yeah, it's just like going deeper on the work that you already do. Totally. Yep. Highly recommend if you are, you know, considering going back. Yeah. Super cool. I love that. I'm like, I want to get it. I want to go. <laughs> I want to get this degree. This I sounds fun. <laughs> I'll just give you a download. Yeah. Just tell me all the things. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you you mentioned too that in your bio that you really help your clients to gain confidence in their unique abilities. I love this topic because I think sometimes we don't really realize, you know, what is unique about us and how valuable that is and 
how to lean into that and leverage that because it's something that typically comes easy to us. So it's like, oh yeah, that's nothing special. Like I do that in my sleep, but really if you're somebody else looking in an outsider looking in that person's like, no, no, no. Like this is amazing. Like tell me everything I need to know. So I'm just curious to hear a little bit more of your thoughts and just experiences around, around that work and helping people really step into their unique abilities. Yeah. Well, I think you hit it on the head. I think you mentioned like, this feels easy for you. So it's almost hidden. It's like, you didn't see it because it was right there in front of you. So if we take me, for example, you know, my partner pointing out, Hey, you're really good at holding space for people and helping them and making them feel comfortable. I didn't realize that I thought, Oh, isn't everybody doing this? Like, isn't everyone giving good advice? But the answer is usually no, right? Something that comes easy for you is seen as a gift by others. And that's why the more we can tap into what feels easy and joyful for you, one, the more fun you're going to have, and two, probably the bigger impact you're going to have on the world around you. And one of the ways I love kind of figuring out if someone's like, I don't know what my unique value add is, I have no idea what my skill set is. I love to recommend, well, ask your friends and family or your coworkers, where are the people around you? What do they come to you for? Start thinking about, you know, what, what's the help or what's the ask that you get from the world a lot? Some people it's maybe for you, it was financial advice. I don't know if that's how you started your own business or whatever it may be, but sometimes just asking the people around you can be a great kind of first clue. Mm, Yeah, that's good advice. Would you recommend asking people who are kind of like in your work and kind of know you in the setting in which you're trying to like, you know, would you ask your childhood friend who may not know how you are at work? Or I guess all of the perspectives kind of mesh into one. Yeah. I like to recommend whatever feels right. So if it feels right to ask, you know, a bunch of people from childhood, from your family, from work, from all different circles, then do that. Like if that feels right, because it can be helpful too. Maybe there's a skill that you're really good at that you didn't realize was a work skill, but someone points it out to you and you're now like, oh, maybe I'm meant to do project management, be a facilitator. Maybe I'm meant to do really cool analytics and code because I am an introvert and I, I love to kind of like make my own schedule. I mean, there's so many things that like translate into both worlds that I think it can be helpful to get any perspective that strikes a chord with you. Yeah. Cause you know, people outside of your work, they may just see more of like the human, like we were kind of talking about earlier, like the human parts or the life skills. And then people, colleagues might see like how that could relate to career choices and, and yeah. roles. Yeah. And sometimes it can be helpful too, for you to connect those dots. Like if your childhood friend mentioned something you're really good at, maybe you have a light bulb moment where you're like, wait, there's a place for me to do this in work. Like, I think we think of work so literally, like it's these specific skill sets. Here's the job description, but like you get to kind of create that own path for yourself. Once you realize this is my skill set, it's transferable to any career or any you know part of my life. And this is how I'm going to use it and enjoy it. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think that's always a good exercise to do if you're not sure exactly where you you lie there. I did that a little while ago. I'm like, I want to do this again because yeah, I kind of forget what people said. <laughs> yeah, I'd be curious to hear if there's any changes or if they think of finance for you or what they think of. Mm-hmm. I've been told like um, I'm non non judgmental. Like I have a calming energy, similar to you. Like hold space, yeah. stuff along those lines. Yeah. Which is helpful when you're talking about sensitive subjects like money. 
Yeah. Money is a super, super sensitive topic. And really everything comes up in our conversations because money is so tied in to so many aspects of life. People are like, sometimes they're like, sorry, I probably shouldn't be like telling you this. I'm like, no, well, it all, it all relates. It all matters. And, you know, I'm here to hold space for all of it and whatever comes up and, you know, just like, let it out. (laughs) Tell me all the things, no judgments here. (laughs) That's that human side of your work coming through. Totally. Exactly. Um, And so I'm curious about, it seems like a theme in your work is like really figuring out for people, like what it is for them, like what makes, what makes them, them. Do people come to you kind of like not knowing who they are? Mm-hmm. Yes. All the time. People usually come to me with like a big old question mark. Like, who am I? What do I love? What do I want to be doing? It's just kind of like this sense of overwhelm of knowing, okay, this isn't it, but like, I got to figure out what it is. Cause I don't feel like me. I'm very overwhelmed. I am curious. They're really stuck in the how, like, that's how I know someone is perfect is a perfect client for me because they're like, how does this happen? How will my life look? How can I do this? And when you're stuck in that, how it's almost like your ego is like, I just want to keep you here. So you don't actually do anything. Like let's keep you paralyzed and let's keep you safe. So yeah, I would say most of my clients are kind of figuring out what does self-discover even mean? How do I self-discover? How do I step into that more authentic, real version of myself? Mm. And that's something that we do together as we start to turn inwards and explore a new world that you may not have known was there, but it's it's there waiting for you. Mm, yeah. So stuck in the how. Do people really typically realize they are stuck in the how, or do you kind of point that out to them? I think it's a big pointer. It's like one of the first things we cover is like, you are in the how and just knowing that they can release. It's almost like a weight off your shoulders to know, okay, wait, I don't have to figure out the how I can just take one step at a time. Like I would walking and it's going to start revealing itself for me. And the fun part is when like more things start revealing themselves to clients. And then they start getting that evidence and building that confidence of like, I really can let go. I really don't have to grip so tightly. And I can't, and just kind of like see what's around the corner and respond as it comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it kind of just people maybe wanting to really be in control of all of the steps? Yeah. Well, I think as humans, we want that security, right? It's like, okay, what, what is it going to look like in a year? What if I, you know, need a new job or I need security, right? It's this like human desire to protect ourselves, which is great. Like we have this old, you know, evolutionary system that was meant to like keep us safe from bears. But now we don't necessarily have to lead with that system. We don't have to lead with that control and that fear. Because if you really think about it, like if you really sit down, what really do you have control over except your own responses and reactions to what's going on around you? Like what can you really control? Nothing. And I definitely resonate with that because I definitely used to operate and that still, that operating system still comes in every now and again of, of like wanting to have all the steps and have it all figured out. Cause I do have the vision and I have the dream, but then sometimes the implementation of it gets sticky because it's like, okay, like, what are the steps? How do I do it? And, and you speak to just like figure out the one the one next step, like one step at a time. And, and I love that advice. And yeah, I was just, I was telling Emma a little bit before we hit record too, that my daughter's school has been closed with COVID and I had all these plans to just like 
over the holiday break, that's when we're recording this is to like, you know, not have clients on the calendar. I wanted to do like some writing, some creative projects. I, I had all these plans. Like I had all the plans and then, you know, mom, I had to be a mom and that's okay too. But I was like really getting in a bad mood about it. Like I was getting really pissed off. I was resentful and I was like all up in my feelings around it. And I just kind of had to come to the point after like sitting with those feelings for a little while to just like accept it. Like that's, that's just what happened. And it happened for a reason or like, I'm figuring out the lesson that is in that, but like, I don't know. It happened. Like there's nothing I can do. I just have to keep, keep moving on. Totally. Well, you said the exact right thing that I was going to say to you. It was like, maybe it happened for a reason. Like maybe you're meant to do those projects later and you're going to get this new idea. And you always have to, I think at least to keep myself sane, I always have to think, okay, if it's not going according to like my plan, then there's a bigger, better plan out there. And I just got to roll with it. Like I just got to stay ready and roll with it. Yeah. That's what I've been, that's what I've been telling myself. And I'm feeling much better about it now, but at the time I was really getting hard in the time. It's frustrating. We want to have our plan. That is totally normal and okay to be frustrated. I get it. Me too. (laughs) So I love that. The one, the one step at a time, people stuck in the people stuck in the how. Um, And so your, your approach is really helping them go inward and and really like lean into intuition, lean into body. I would love to talk about the body connection a bit. Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I don't know what you believe, but a lot of, you know, there's a lot of talk about like, we are not human beings going on a spiritual journey. We're spiritual beings going on this human journey. And so if we can look at it from this perspective of like, we are maybe there's a part of us, whether it, you know, stays with us forever or this soul part of us, there's a spirit and a a life force within this human body. So it's almost like that mind body spirit connection of like, how do I make this human home as comfortable and nurturing and loving and pain-free as possible for this spirit to thrive. And a lot of us go through life really closed off to that other part of us. We're just kind of like going through the motions, our bodies working, we're breathing without being aware. And so I think, you know, meditation, mindfulness, those are some great tools that people can start using to really tune into that inner world. Because I think to go outward and make those big dreams come true, you first have to go inward and discover, okay, what's the, how am I going to do this inside myself? Mm, yeah, no, I definitely resonate with that. For me, it's been like building that self-trust. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, and that's the exact right word is trust. It's, do you trust that you've got it? Do you trust what your body's telling you? Right. So leaning into that trust and then listening to it and acting on it instead of, okay, well, my body's telling me this, but like, I'm just going to go with my head because I should live, you know, this type of way. Right. It's really having that self-trust to think, I don't really know what this message means, but I know that I was given this message and I'm going to listen to it and interpret it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think sometimes the hard part is making that switch from listening to external sources, society, parents, work, colleagues, whoever you're listening to and beginning to listen within and trust that that is the voice that is really the one that's guiding you in the right direction. I think that is a hard shift to make for a lot of people. 
Totally. Well, it's a whole new way of operating, right? Like I'm sure you've experienced this too. It's like when you live from your body and you jump out of your mind and out of that like mental like strain, it's a totally different feeling. And we're not taught, okay, life actually can be easy and graceful. Not all the time, right? Like there's going to be hard moments, but we can move through the world with ease and grace in a different way when we're present in our bodies and we're aware. And, you know, some people have physical pain that it manifests in. Some people have other diseases or things that come up. And so the more that we can tune in and, and kind of be our own best medicine, I think the better you can pair that with health, science, psychology, and all the other things around us. Mm, yeah. One thing I'm curious about is that inner voice, you know, being one of intuition and, you know, a voice from your higher self or the universe, or just like that guiding force, that inner guiding force within you versus the voice of fear, the voice of ego, the voice that's trying to keep you safe. And is that's great, but is also, you know, keep maybe keeping you small or, or holding you back in some way. Do yeah. you find people struggle to differentiate between those voices? And, and if so, like, how do you know yeah. which one's which? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's absolutely something I think all humans struggle with as you're starting to reconcile, okay, there's this higher, more joyful side of me that's rooted in love. And then there's this like fearful ego voice that probably has been leading you your whole life, right? It's there to keep you safe. It's a part of our human, you know, anatomy. It's not going anywhere. So I think it's this ability to reconcile, okay, this is fearful and this isn't helping me. And it's almost like a feeling of like, Maybe it's strain or anxiety or something that you kind of associate with that ego voice. And then it's this like fun, it's almost like angel and devil, right? Like this like beautiful, <laughs> loving, fun, light, easy way. And it's learning, okay, the ego is going to be here. We're still going to hear those voices, but it's about really kind of letting them sit in the back of the bus and letting yourself take the steering wheel. You are the driver. Your ego voices are there. We can send gratitude and love to them. They're not going anywhere but it doesn't mean that we listen to them. So it's really about differentiating what feel like what feels good. I think that's as simple as that. Like what is feeling good? And if it doesn't feel good, well, is it coming from my gut? Because my gut knows what I really want and it's going to feel right. It's going to be the feeling that you develop. Do you think fear ever feels good though? Because it like is kind of providing that, that comfort. Like, you know, maybe I was, I'm afraid to like, I don't know something I was afraid of recently was like doing an Instagram live, but like at the same time I was being guided to show up on a bigger level. So yeah. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to differentiate sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard to differentiate. Where is it coming from? Like, is it a mm. good fear of like, I'm really nervous and I really care about this thing and I want it to go well, yeah. or is it like, I'm afraid for my life. I need to stay in this comfort zone. If I leave, I'm going to have a panic attack. Right. So really kind of differentiating, like, where's the fear rooted in? Cause I do agree with you. There can be this like kind of good fear or anxiety. And that's also a problem in society, right? We label fear and anxiety as like, this is bad. This is the bad box. And then like, try to be happy as much as you can, right? It's like these boxes of emotions, but really there are no boxes. Like they're just telling us different things that we can interpret. Yeah. Like sometimes I see them as they can be kind of mixed together, the fear and the intuition, like you're being guided to do something, but then like, you're still scared, but you're not, as you mentioned, like scared to the point to where 
you know, it makes sense not to do it. It's just, you, you maybe at that point are just pushing yourself a little bit outside your comfort zone. You're growing, you're getting to that next level. That's a natural part of, of growth and, and being a human as well. And, but yeah, I, I see what you mean. Like the fears are on different levels at times. Yeah. And it could be when you affirm, okay, this is the right step for me. Let's take your Instagram live for a moment. Your ego might just like chirp a little bit. Like I'm nervous. This isn't a good idea. Christy, like get back in the box. And that may be fear that arises and it's valid fear, but it doesn't mean that it guides you, right? It doesn't mean that your ego is guiding you anymore. You're still kind of driven by that more gut instinct of like, I know it's going to work out. I know it's uncomfortable. We are growing and having that love and compassion to do it anyway. Right. That's, I feel like that's courage, like having fear, but doing it anyway. Yeah. And it's like the intuition is still the guiding voice, but then fears trying to kind of come in and be like, wait, wait, no, 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 no. And you're like, no, I'm really? listening to intuition over here. <laughs> it wants you back in the box. It wants you safe. It wants you in your comfort. It wants you stuck, right? Because that's what it knows. And that's what your ego likes. That's, that's its job. So it's this, it's, it's hard being a human, right? It's this debate between do I stay in the box or do I get uncomfortable staying in the box or do I grow and be uncomfortable? Which one do you want? It's going to happen either way. Yeah. And I think, I think for me, a lot of times it's like, I feel, I feel extremely uncomfortable getting out of the box and growing and going to the next level. But also I feel more uncomfortable staying where I am. Like if I was stuck here for however many more years or the rest of my life, like that would actually be worse than me doing the thing that feels uncomfortable and scary. Totally. And I think that's growth. You said it like, is the, is the discomfort of staying the same greater than the discomfort of growing? That's when you're going to make that move and you're going to call one of us probably. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) So tell us about your work with clients. You work with people one-on-one. I do. Yes. So I'm kind of a unique case. I straddle both worlds. So I work in leadership advisory services kind of within that corporate space, which really handles that executive coaching and leadership development at that kind of top tier level, which I love because that can trickle down and, you know, the better that the leaders can be, you know, your culture will be better. But then I've also got my own business where I do one-on-one client work. I have done, you know, either like business partners or couples or things like that, but normally it is just one-on-one. But a lot of times the topics are similar, being authentic, being an authentic leader, um, learning how to have confidence in yourself, learning what you want. So a lot of the topics overlap, even though they're in very different arenas. Mm, Yeah. I think authenticity is a big one because I think a lot of times people are, you know, just maybe due to conditioning and I'll just kind of speak personally, like I've struggled with this is like, you're, it's like, you're putting on a face for like who you think you're supposed to be in a certain setting. Cause then you think, I don't know. I think like, Oh, that's how I'm going to be accepted. That's how I'm going to be like, that's how I'm not. And there's, there's fear of judgment, there's fear. And so that, that can be a struggle. I think for a lot of people to just like truly be themselves and feel like that's, that's safe and that's okay to be themselves. Totally. Well, I think as humans, there's like those basic conditions, right? Like have a stable house, be loved. Like there's lots of like things that we seek. And so I don't know why we do this, but we like put on this like professional self when we like go to work or whatever. And it's not our true selves, but the more that you can be your true self, whether it's at work or in your life, the better and more richer and just like more joyful your life is going to become. And you can let go of that, you know, armor that you've been wearing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it really is amazing. And that's what I love about being in my own business now is, and, and, you know, just having intimate relationships with my clients is like, you know, I'll show up on a zoom without my makeup on and, you know, in my zoom uniform, which is usually really? like sweatpants and a, t- and a t-shirt right and yeah, got my hoodie on. <laughs> right. Exactly. And like, they don't care. And like, it's beautiful, but then there are settings where I feel like I kind of like put on the mask or I just, maybe I'm a little more reserved and I I hide a little bit more of those parts. So it's, it's been something I've been kind of observing recently is like, there are settings where I do feel 100% comfortable and authentic. And then there's settings where, you know, I still notice myself not stepping fully into that authenticity. Uh, it's always a journey, right? It's a lifelong journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. It's like, as you said, step-by-step, step, like one step at a time. Yeah. And it's not going to be perfect the whole way. It's not going to be linear. It's going to be all over the place. You're going to go back and forward and that's okay. Right. Like whatever, wherever the journey takes you, you just, again, each day you just show up and do it step-by-step because step, that's all you can really do. I feel like whenever I'm doing my, you know, new year's reflections or whatever it might be, it's always like the same stuff year after year, but then there is growth as well, but it's just like, there's new levels to explore and and to go deeper. So it's like, I feel like I'm always working on the same things, but I also feel like I've made so much progress in those areas as well. So it's just this like really confusing, like, am I doing a good job on this or am I not? (laughs) Totally. And the thing that I think a lot of people learn, or at least with working with me is like, this journey is lifelong. Like you are never going to stop growing. There's always a deeper, like a layer of the onion to peel back. So just don't have any expectations. Keep going. You are making progress. You're doing it your own way. And you're, you can't mess it up. Totally. Yeah. I love that. And I really love just how you blend that kind of like human side that, you know, who are you, what do you want? And the strategy of like, okay, we're going to dream, but we're also going to take the steps to make this, this dream happen for you because, you know, you do need action to make, (laughs) to make stuff happen. Totally. It's about that intentional action of like, this feels right. I'm doing this action with intention. And I think it's such a gift to know what you want and then know how to be able to do it too. Yeah. And it's like getting off what's coming up for me is getting off autopilot of just like the the actions that we take on a daily basis that may or may not actually be serving us or getting us towards what we want. And as you said, being intentional with the actions that we're taking. Yep. And not having to do it all. I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of, with the hustle culture mentality, doing all the things, but it's like, what are the couple of things that'll really move you forward that feel good to you and, and serve you? Totally. It's about, again, just breaking it down into little bite-sized nuggets. We don't need to chew the whole thing at once. Little Mm bite-sized. So good. Yeah. Your work is so needed. And for anybody needing support in that area, definitely reach out to Emma, connect with Emma. How can, how can we find you? Well, I think the best way is I'm most active on Instagram. So just pop in, send me a message, follow me. Um, my handle is Emma evolving. So that's probably the best place. And then if you want to see kind of, you know, testimonials, things that I offer emmaevolving.com. So the same for both is my website. Amazing. Go connect with Emma. She really brings together the world of science and sparkle. And I love that connection. Emma, thank you so much for being here today and sharing all your wisdom with us. Thank you, 
Christy, it was such a joy to be here. Thanks so much for listening. As a reminder, this content is for educational and informational purposes only and is not financial, legal, or tax advice. If you loved this episode, please rate and review the show so we can reach more people and create more millionaires together. Connect with me on Instagram. My handle is at Christy, K-R-I-S-T-Y underscore Runzer, R-U-N-Z-E-R and DM me with your thoughts and questions. Until next time, my love.